2: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
1: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Your
4: holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWretention.com. That's NWretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. You are surrounded. I'll explain why and I'll give you a solution. We have yet another person who's fallen victim to the rage mob and finally, a dog I like. All that's coming up right now and I'm Right. I know you're horrified by everything that's going on in the country right now. Totally legitimate. Look, I've got all kinds of bad news I'm going to pour on you tonight, but understand this. It's not that everything's bad. Everything's changing a lot of what you see you see america being remade and it's being remade for the worst don't get me wrong but you see america being remade and it's human nature to automatically think "Whoa, what does this mean for me what does this mean for the things that i love the things i love about america the things i love about my own personal situation what if all that changes look it might change it certainly might we are on the cusp of i think some crazy crazy times coming up in this country however Change is not a bad thing. I've told you this before. I will tell you this again. I have this way I view life. And I realize it's kind of sick and morbid, but I enjoy it. I view all of life, the one I live, as being lived from my deathbed one day. Am I going to look back on this and wish I'd done A or wish I'd done B? So let me ask you something. Knowing that one day you're going to die, do you want to live in a time of change an adventure a time history people may write about a thousand years from now or do you just want to exist for 70 80 years before we all die in a diaper somewhere i want to live a life of adventure no i don't want america to implode i don't want america's cities to burn i don't want a pandemic to wipe out a hundred thousand people i certainly don't want the dollar to collapse i don't want any of that specifically however a little spice in your life doesn't matter right Not that bad. We'll figure it out. We'll get through all this together. Now that was to build you up before I just drop you right on your face. (laughs) Here's what we have. I've had this feeling on the back of my neck. I've had this feeling and I've had a hard time putting words to what I'm seeing. I feel like America is all at once being crumpled up and remade in someone else's vision. A vision like it's not supposed to be made. And you know what? It is. I'm watching the last three months. Tell me a three-month period during Barack Obama's presidency where America has shifted so far left. You can't. Oh, I didn't misspeak there. I'm talking about Barack Obama's presidency. During the last three months with the Republican Senate, a Republican president, this society has lost its daggone mind. And right now, if you're a leftist, if you're the person who wants everything leftists want, aren't you in heaven right now? What do you see right now if you're a leftist that you dislike? We got everybody on unemployment relying on the government. We have massive civil unrest, people trying to throw off police departments. Donald Trump's presiden- presidency is in absolute chaos. He's down in every single poll. We have spending on a level that Barack Obama could never have even dreamed of, guaranteeing tax cuts to come. We have that idiot mayor in L.A. He's going to set the precedent for everyone else already slashing over $100 million off the police budget. You have everything you've ever wanted and you got it under a Republican president and Republican Senate. And how does that happen? Well, we lost the culture war. That's how it happens. You see, it's not an accident that everywhere you turn, you're being battered over the face with this message of America's evil, America's racist, we need equality, but we will, we are not free, which is absurd. Absolutely absurd. Is there some racism in America? Uh, yeah. Always has been, always will be, just like every other country on Earth. Prejudice is the history of the world. It exists in the hearts of man. However, do we have some kind of horrible racist Nazi police departments in these big cities attacking black people viciously? Well, if we do, um... The FBI numbers don't say we do. The actual statistics of arrests and deadly encounters. And yet all of the nation seems to have lined up to say we do. Why? Because the left has infected everything. They've infected the Republican Party trying to be left friendly. we We got a statement from former President George Bush. Well, I mean, these things are actually a good thing. We have leftists who've invaded the corporate boardroom. You see that's a big part of why you feel surrounded. On some level you always knew your college professor was a lefty nutball, right? On some level you always knew the Democrat party was left, that's the nature of their party. But now you're getting you're turning on the TV commercial when you've got Best Buy and McDonald's talking about equality? Wait, what? I just I wanted a burger and, and some headphones. You see the leftists they have surrounded you. They did so intentionally. And I am both both amazed and horrified by what they've done. And frankly, to be honest with you, kind of impressed. They have cemented leftists and leftism in virtually every single part of our country. Do you know how insane it is that over 95% of the people who work in the federal government vote Democrat? That is Mad! That's bonkers. You know how insane it is that our media, our free press, over 95% vote Democrat? If that were all, that would be nuts. You know how insane it is that not only do they have the government workers, not only do they have the media, they have Hollywood. Every bit of entertainment you consume, you're barraged by it. You can't go to the movies. You can't turn on a freaking football game without getting it right in your face all the time. Then you send your kids off to kindergarten where they learn about global warming and the fact America sucks. Then you send them off to college where they learn that America really sucks. And you look around and you feel like, uh, wait, what? what? Do they have it all? Well, yeah, man. They took it all. They chose intentionally to get involved in each and every aspect of American society, and they did so. And slowly, like leftists have done throughout the history of mankind, they took it all. They dominated all of it, every bit of it. However, before I get to this, there's one thing they didn't dominate. And remember this, I'll clap this off in a second. They didn't dominate you. They didn't dominate your family. You still have control of that. So once you're done watching the first for the, for, you know, every day, like I know you do, don't turn off the first and turn on a bunch of other news shows, and then and then listen to the the the, the Today Show the next day, and then watch The View, and then turn off the television set, turn off the radio now and then. Just let things be calm, and make sure you're talking to your family about values, about what you control. You still have control of that little home of yours. Use that control. Otherwise you and yours are never going to withstand the tidal wave out there. We have people dying in this country during these riots. You don't want to know what the former president said? Here.
2: I've been hearing a little bit of chatter in the internet about voting versus protest. Politics and, and participation versus uh, civil disobedience and direct action. This is not a either or. This is a both and, to bring about real change. We both have to highlight a problem and make people in power uncomfortable, but we also have to translate that into practical solutions and laws that can be implemented and we can monitor and make sure uh, we're following up on.
4: I love the former president of the United States of America for eight years talking about making people in power feel uncomfortable? Why didn't any of this happen under President Barack Obama if it was so necessary? Former Defense Secretary James Mattis, Marine Corps legend James Mattis, came out yesterday and out of the blue, absolutely fired away at Donald Trump. This is what he had to say, quote, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. We are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership. We can unite without him, drawing on our strengths inherent in our civil society. This will not be easy, as the past few days have shown. But we owe it to our fellow citizens to past generations that bled to defend our promise and to our children. People have been asking me for about 24 hours now what I have to say about that. And here's what I have to say about that. I served in Iraq under General Mattis and my people are always going to be my people. So. My thoughts on this, which I'm sure you can probably guess what they are, but my thoughts on this are going to just be my thoughts on this. I'm keeping them to myself, right or wrong, my people were my people. Donald Trump, he had this to say. Probably the only thing Barack Obama and I have in common is that we both had the honor of firing Jim Mattis, the world's most overrated general. I asked for his letter of resignation and felt great about it. His nickname was Chaos, which I didn't like, and changed to Mad Dog. His primary strength was not military, but rather personal public relations. I gave him a new life, things to do, and battles to win, but he seldom brought home the bacon. I didn't like his leadership style or much else about him, and many others agree. Glad he's gone. As you can imagine, Donald Trump was not going to take a blasting like that from Jim Mattis lying down. Now... Again, if it feels like everybody's against you, it's because they are, but it's not a time to cry in your Cheerios. It's a time to look forward and analyze who are going to be your new people. Who are you going to surround yourself with in the coming days? Because we very potentially have some ugly coming days. All of that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right now. You know what else you need on top of neighbors, on top of ammo, on top of food and water, and just the basic necessities of life? You need a good night's sleep. You're in bed for one-third of your life. You can choose to use that one-third tossing and turning and freaking out about not falling asleep, or you can actually go to bed and get eight hours of sleep. Does that sound nice to you? Eight hours of sleep every single night? Let me tell you, it's wonderful. Go get an Ebb sleep. It's not pills. It's a wearable device. It provides precise, continuous cooling to your forehead, which calms your thoughts down, which puts you asleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jessie. That's tryebb.com slash jessie. Use the promo code Jesse at checkout. Get yourself 25 bucks off. We got a lot more. Hang on. i have to tell you something and this is going to be right between the eyes you ready for it this goes out to you this goes out to the first this goes out to everybody i want everybody to know this i am never going to tell you that i'm sorry there are going to be times where i come on the air because i talk for four hours a day i have a three-hour radio show the jesse kelly show nationally syndicated not to brag or anything like that i have the jesse kelly show i have this show i'm right and none of them are going away anytime soon because let's be honest, we all knew how popular it would be. But I talked for four hours a day. The chances of me saying something extremely offensive, whether it be intentional or accidental at some point, are really, really, really high. In fact, I'd put the probability of that happening about 100%. I'm going to say something one day that's terrible. Either it's just going to come out wrong or I'm really going to believe it and I just word vomited it out there on air. When that day comes and the outrage mob comes for me as they have several times before you should know this now tomorrow 10 years from now this will never ever change everybody i work for knows this i do not apologize if i have to say sorry to somebody i will say it in private i never ever ever apologize publicly why because it's a gigantic show and the second you apologize publicly then the left knows they own you. Then they know, no matter what we want, eventually if we pour enough heat on that person, that person will get on his knees and beg our forgiveness. And like a shark in the water, they will tear you to bits. So you will never hear it from me. Rest assured, you can record this all you want. At some point, I'm going to do something really bad. And let us look, I've done a ton of really bad things already anyway. I'm never going to tell you I'm sorry, even if I am. keep it to myself. That is how you must deal with the left. That really may make you uncomfortable, but you and I had better start getting very, very comfortable with this new country we live in. I know you see it all the time on the news. You see it all the time on social media. Now, everybody gets thrown in the outrage blender and they just get chewed up and spit up, spit out. You have got to be comfortable with people yelling at you, you have got to be comfortable with seemingly everybody in your life disagreeing with you. Do you remember that, that story I told you yesterday about my buddy the night before who was watching the news and, and was worried about all the racial injustice, and I had to talk him off the ledge and point out some statistics, and then he realized he was being an idiot? The same thing happened to me today. Now, it wasn't the same story. It was more of a text message. I had a buddy text me saying, I feel like I'm wrong. Everybody in my family is talking about all this racism and how racist we are, and and I don't agree with them. Am I wrong? That's what happens when you're surrounded. As I told you in the opening, when you're surrounded, when what you disagree with is everywhere, eventually it's human nature to break down and look around and think, maybe it's me. No, it's not you. It's them. Even if it's all of them, it's them. You hang tough. Otherwise, you end up looking like Drew Brees. I want you to listen, first of all, to this super, super controversial statement Drew Brees had to say.
2: I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, Let me me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, But for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution.
4: Man, can you believe those controversial statements? He he believes in standing for the anthem? In respecting the flag? He even talked about his grandfathers who fought in World War II? Barf, right? (laughs) Right. That statement got him so much heat that Drew, Drew Brees lasted about 12 hours before he had this to say. Quote, I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday. In speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I've caused. Oh, my freaking goodness. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity, and the solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on issues we are facing right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as a country they lacked awareness in any type of compassion or empathy i'm going to skip down a little bit because it only gets better i stand with the black community in the fight against systemic racial injustice and police brutality and support the creation of real policy change that will make a difference i condemn. here we go here we go i condemn the years of oppression that have taken place throughout black communities and still exist today. I recognize that I am part of the solution and can be a leader for the black community in this movement. I'm, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. You can go read the whole thing. It's all on his Instagram page. Drew Brees has an excellent reputation, not just as a player, He has an excellent reputation in his community as a man who has given back so much. So with all that said, I'm going to try to be as gentle as humanly possible here. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. It's pathetic that you could even catch so much heat for just announcing support for the Anthem. That's that alone is pathetic. That statement he made on video in the beginning is the most non-controversial statement ever at any other point in American history. That he would even catch that much heat for that is sad. That he would feel the need to do this white guilt groveling apology is 10 times as sad. What what have we done in this country to the men here? Somebody please tell me. I, I need someone to explain this to me. What have we done that people automatically, when they get somebody upset at them or lots of people upset at them, and look, people, you know me. You know what I do for a living. Do you think I ever catch any heat? Ah, uh, yeah, I catch loads of it. But I ne- it never even occurs to me when I'm catching all kinds of heat to grovel, to just bow right away. What is that? You know that... Not only do you not have to apologize publicly, like I want to. You know you don't have to apologize for things you didn't do, right? There's not some kinship you share with people who used to do bad things because they share your skin color. Um, I don't know all the horrible things my ancestors have done. I don't know the great things they've done. I promise you this, I don't get to co-opt any of them. I didn't do any of the crimes. I didn't do any of the successes. I'm responsible for me. You're responsible for you. And anybody, anywhere, I don't care how much society decides this is the way we're supposed to go, anybody, anywhere who says you owe someone an apology for something you didn't do, they have an agenda. And almost undoubtedly, that agenda is not to be equal. That agenda is to dominate you. Keep your eyes open. Stay strong. We got more. Hang on. Joining me now, host of This Is My Show with Drew Berquist. Drew Berquist. Drew, let us begin at the beginning. You are a man who was obviously one of these fancy James Bond types in a combat zone for CIA, James Mattis. His reputation, at least amongst my people, Beyond reproach. We loved him. I admit we loved him. So I've refrained mostly from comment on it. But I do want your comment on him taking both barrels and giving it to Donald Trump yesterday.
0: Yeah. Well, I was a little surprised. You know, look, he's got a great reputation. Obviously, you know, warfighters, you know, folks who are in the military or even just in the intel military, kind of that large community, obviously have have always loved him because he, he speaks his mind. You know, he has been historically a good leader um, and a, a good general, someone who people can rally behind. Um, but I was surprised because it's not really his style to come out and do that. Yes, I, you know, I just said he, he speaks his mind, but, but he hasn't really worked and, and commented on those types of issues. So I think, I think it was surprising. Some of it seems like it wasn't even his, his wording or the, or the way that he would have phrased it. So I don't know if there's other, other things in play here. But I was definitely surprised to see it. But I think that there also should be some perspective here with this because, you know, people have known General Mattis has never been a staunch conservative. He's 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 been seen as as someone left of center. So he just has the mindset when when he gets in war zone um, war zone mode and starts talking about what we're going to do overseas that you know he doesn't take any prisoners. That people kind of assume the other. So he he's always kind of leaned a different way. So I, part of it didn't surprise me. Part of it did. I don't think it's the right time. I think that with him, and even Obama's remarks, you know, yesterday, uh, earlier this week, that there's there's this sentiment that, you know, there's some people doing violent things, but for the most part, people are out there protesting peacefully. And I still don't get that narrative that everyone's pushing because I just am not seeing that.
4: I'm not seeing it either, Drew. And I'm glad you brought up the word because I'm floored how much this narrative has caught on in this country. I'm absolutely floored. I talked about it in the opening, about how it is every angle, true. It's every corporation has a new social media post out about it, or there's a new commercial on TV about equality and justice, ending this systematic racism. Half the Republican Party, every single Democrat, it's all over social media. It's like the all of society decided at once that we have a massive racist problem with law enforcement in the country when there are quite literally zero statistics to back that up. None. Uh, There are none. In fact, our statistics prove exactly the opposite. It blows me away. How did we get here? Or are we always just that?
0: Uh, You know, I think we're always just people. (laughs) The other side is always just, you know, teetering on the edge. They're always ready to launch into the next Big event, the next big fight. You know, we we saw this years and years ago with Ferguson. We've seen it with with a million other events that have led up to, you know, uh, COVID was the most recent thing and how they've kind of gotten all on the same narrative. How it's been very blatant. You know, it, the issues that we're dealing with, a lot of them that are still COVID related, are the fact that Democrat-run cities and and the mainstream media and some Republicans, but for the most part, that you know the, the big players on the Democrat side and the corporations are still pushing this this narrative that everyone needs to stay there. Now it's this narrative like you're saying here. Hey, let's all get in unison and, and say that, boom, we've had this huge issue, even though we stopped talking about it for a while, we've got this huge issue. Everyone has to stop what they're doing now, turn their Facebook page or their Twitter page black for a day, do this, that, and the other, and everyone does it. And, and, and you are an absolute racist and you are an absolute awful person if you have even the slightest disagreement with their approach to how they're, they're presenting it.
4: Drew, we have United States senators, I'm not making this up, like Kane and others getting on their knees in the United States Capitol as some kind of Begging of forgiveness for things they haven't done this thing this thing is not some outside you know random protest. this is not some you know I'm sorry, this is no longer some protest of you know the downtrodden. These people are moving mountains. they are shifting all of society. frankly, these this protest looks like the most powerful force in the United States of America, not the downtrodden. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 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 escalated so far. I mean, really, it's not even about George Floyd anymore. I know, and, and and what happened there, as we've talked about several times in your show, is tragic shouldn't have happened. That's clear, end of story. Like, you're allowed to think that and then still think that what is happening now is atrocious and wrong and taking our country back. You know, we really have become kind of a third-world country. I mean, can you imagine what other people are thinking as they look in and see the news footage that's happening around... You know this—the this, great world leader, America. It's like, oh, they're not so great anymore. They're all burning everything up and kicking windows in and shooting cops. You know, they're doing. We, we're, we've we've gone so far, and to see these people, you know, and that's the expectation now. To see these senators, to even see cops—you've seen lots of different people, you know—kneel with or kneel for, you know, all the stuff that is going on. And I don't think that's the answer. The answer is not just give them everything that they want. It doesn't mean they're not right on certain points. The answer is. Let's have a discussion, but don't shame us for having a different thought. If this person thinks this, you know, as long as he's not taking some awful, you know, bigoted approach to it, which some people unfortunately do, as long as he's not doing that or she's not doing that, though, let's have a conversation and let's kind of meet in the middle. But the, the thing is right now, you know, I got into a Twitter thing last night where I said one thing supporting Drew Brees and all of a sudden I was a racist, uh, which which was, you know, it's, it's just that's the that's the state that we're in we... You can't, you can't actually comment unless you agree with their exact talking point.
4: I'm glad you brought up Drew Brees, because I just talked about this. Drew Brees comes out with, honestly, Drew, at any other point in American history, what would be the most benign statement in the history of mankind? I believe in the flag. I believe in the anthem. I wouldn't disrespect those things. That statement, at any other point in America's history, would not even get a headline. It wouldn't bat an eyebrow. Instead, what Drew Brees gets is the absolute rage mob pouring on him for about a 12-hour period. He didn't last a day, and he's out there putting out some long Instagram posts. Actually, I take it back. That was We are really racist, and I'm really sorry about the whole thing. And I have to be honest, man, And I, Drew Brees has an excellent reputation, so I'm not going to act like Drew Brees is some scumbag. He has an excellent reputation, but the lack of guts... I see in this country willing to step up to the rage mob drives me bonkers. When did we become so soft?
0: I don't know, but it's happened and it, and it's, it seemingly did happen overnight because now that is where everyone is. And, and I was having a conversation about that yesterday as well, where it's, it is it is okay to have different thoughts and beliefs. And if someone shames you and tries to pull cancel culture BS on you, it's okay to fight back and still say something. Is look. This is still a free country. It's still okay to have different opinions. And I, and I hate the people who... if Look, if you've said something wrong or you've done something wrong, that that's a very different story. Actions have consequences. What Drew Brees said yesterday was not something that should have resulted in all of that hate that he got to the point where he felt like he needed to apologize. Now, I don't think he should have apologized, but 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 that's where we are now like people feel the need to do that and there's there's the need to as you said before commercials i mean think of the marketing companies out there who are loving this all these companies are making covid commercials and stay safe wash your hands and now they're saying you know we need justice and equality which all those things are true but but the way that the conversation has gone is is just so south it it goes back to a conversation we had several weeks ago it's like i don't know how we get out of this i don't know that we can repair this relationship it might just be time to break up
4: how do we do that uh, drew i'm there brother i'm there i don't hold back on it anymore i'm a hundred percent ready let's just sit out at the table and let's just decide who gets the house who gets the kids who watches the dog and how often let's just go ahead and agree to go our separate ways but here's my only hold up in this and i have to be honest this has gotten worse in the past week I'm not so sure how many people I want to bring with me, brother. This is half the people on the right, uh, especially the younger generation. Of, oh man, you're—I mean, obviously they're right. We do suck. We—we we really do suck. We are racist. We just don't suck as bad as the left says we suck, man. I don't want any part of that country.
0: I agree. I agree. There needs to be strict entry standards, you know, because if we're doing yeah. this, we're doing it because we all want to and are going to be able to have. Exactly, whatever beliefs and, and thoughts that we that we you know are inherent to us. So if that's part of it, then those people are weeded out. There's a there's an entry process to to our new country. Uh, you know, I don't know how they want to handle the other side. Apparently, they'll just let everyone in because that's kind of their their mantra. But I was you know, here's the nice thing. Like, you're you know, Antifa can't fight. Like they go out there and 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 just overwhelm people with with you know their mouth breathing tactics and whatnot. But but we split this thing up. Everyone gets their own land and there's still a parent's basement that Antifa members can live in. Whichever, you know, they're in that country, it's fine. Like there's still you still got that. There's still TV dinners and an Xbox. You're good.
4: Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Host of This Is My Show with Drew Burquist. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me. We're not done. Hang on. Joining me now, reluctantly, the host of the News and Why It Matters on Blaze TV, show regular Sarah Gonzalez. Sarah, we have James Mattis coming out, both barrels and absolutely giving it to Donald Trump. Reactions to this are all over the map today. I've chosen to stay relatively silent about it because of my personal history with the man. You have no such history. Fire away.
3: I do have no such history. Uh, and I will say uh, we are told by the media that we are not allowed to question anyone with, you know, uh, years of service, anyone is decorated as General Mattis. While I respect all of his service, and I'm grateful and thankful for all of his service, they certainly don't extend that same grace to someone like Michael Flynn. So, I'm operating under the idea that that is just a a guise to be able to allow people to trash President Trump anytime they want to. Um, I think that General Mattis, was a victim of the fake news once again uh and it just really honestly what it shows to me jesse is how easily people even people who are working in government or previously worked in government even decorated soldiers decorated military can fall victim fall into this trap of the fake news and the the mainstream media's false narrative because you heard general mattis come out he talked about how President Trump is divisive. He talked about how you know, he needs to make sure that he is uh, uh, keeping everyone treated fairly in America. Last time I checked, President Trump did more for the minority community than Barack Obama did uh, in eight years, and then President Bush did as well. So it's just really sad to me genuinely to see uh, to see General Mattis falling into this trap of just buying into the narrative that the mainstream media is selling instead of looking at the actual facts and doing your own homework. it really is it, it's sad and it's also maddening because the mainstream media obviously salivating all over it, trying to use it to their advantage. It's just really sad to see him uh, being used that way.
4: Well, it is maddening, and I'm glad you brought up that word narrative. I have twice in the past 24 hours had close friends of mine. I've had to talk back off the ledge of thinking about, well, wait a minute, are we a racist country? Wait, 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 I'm seeing all this from the news. And like you mentioned, we've got James Mattis possibly falling prey to it. How does the average everyday American combat that? Because you don't have to sit and watch CNN all day and all of a sudden you're a leftist. If you just go home and turn on the nightly news, you've got every corporation using their commercial time to talk about equality and justice. You have every single news report. There's somebody on TV. They're killing us. They're slaughtering us. Nine people killed all of last year. How do you combat that if you're the average everyday person who just wants to not get screamed at?
3: I mean, I think that first and foremost, you know, I kind of liken it to the, the coronavirus pandemic that we have undergone recently. You know, you're hearing on the news that all of these, all of these people are dying. There's all of this carnage happening, but you, you're not seeing it with your own eyes. And I would encourage all of the American people who are out there who are concerned because they keep hearing from the mainstream media, you know, whether it's uh, coronavirus deaths, or, uh, you know, the the fact that America must be racist because there was a cop who did something really horrible to someone who happened to be black. Uh, You know, you have to look with your own eyes around you. You have to look at what's going on. You have to look at your families, the company you keep. Are these people racist? My guess is no, they're not. You, you're looking around you and you're seeing that what they're selling to you isn't true. All you have to do is use your own eyes, use your own reason, use your own common sense, instead of listening to a bunch of liberal elitists in Washington, D.C. and New York City tell you they must know you better than you know yourself.
4: Have you experienced any racial discrimination in your country?
3: Uh, in America? I, I mean, yes. I, sometimes, yes. And you know what? It's funny. You ask me that to give me a hard time, but I will have you know that I have experienced racial discrimination and 10 times out of 10, it always comes from the left.
4: <laughs> you know what? Actually, that's 100% true. You're right. I was just giving you guff, but I can't count how many of my friends that I've talked to in the past few days that say, dude, the people who say the worst things to me are all on the left. Why, Sarah? Why is it only coming from the left? What is that?
3: You know, I I think that it's it's because it's such a virtue signal to them, it's not something that they truly believe in. Uh, fighting racism, fighting discrimination, most of the time is not something that the leftist truly believes in. It's just a virtue signal that takes the place of the fact that they, they, don't, they don't have God in their lives anymore oftentimes. And virtue signaling has taken the place of religion in their minds. And so they come off with these virtue signals that they don't truly believe in. And at the end of the day, when they get upset, their true feelings always bubble to the surface. I mean, I see that all the time. I've had leftists telling me all week, you know, I why am I not cleaning their bathrooms? Uh, you know, very, really, really <sighs> racist things. I never see it from the right. I only see it from the left when they get upset and their true colors really come out. And usually that's when you attack them with actual facts. They don't know how to back it up. And their, their, uh, their deep-seated racism always boils up to the surface.
4: Sarah... How does this end? I mean, how did these riots end? I have this theory that they basically know they have Trump by the short hairs here. These mayors don't want to appear to be, well, I have to be the tolerant, you know, woke mayor. So they don't want their own police force to crack down too hard. De Blasio's openly campaigning against his police force. They know Donald Trump has now said, I'll send in the troops. Why wouldn't they just say, hands off, burn down the city. Let's let Donald Trump be the bad guy
3: yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I think that you know, they are so they're so uh, rabid for proving Donald Trump wrong that they want to do the opposite of what he suggests. Just it doesn't matter what the suggestion would be. If it's the most logical suggestion in the world, if it's coming from President Trump, they have to do the exact opposite thing. And we're seeing that here. Uh, I, I'm worried about how it ends, quite frankly, to answer your question. I'm very worried about how this entire uh, episode ends. I, I do worry that it will end in Donald Trump having to to call for the National Guard to come in and and maintain control. And I worry about the narrative that's spun. When he does that as well uh, and about how that will look, especially when you have people like we talked about before, uh, General Mattis and other people, Lisa Murkowski, I believe, who just came out and supported General Mattis' comments uh, and said, I'm not sure if I'm going to be voting for Donald Trump in 2020. These are not the kinds of comments we need right now to unify the country and keep our eyes on the goal, which is that we all share common ground. What happened to George Floyd was atrocious. Nobody's denying that. Nobody is saying that that somehow should be excused. And if we can all remember that we unite on that fact, we can figure out a way to move from it. But, you know, while we're arguing about racism and about why riots are okay in this specific instance, we're not going to get anything done.
4: Sarah? I'm also worried about November, and I'm worried about it really, really a lot because we have unemployment numbers that are disaster. We have chaos now. It's it's no question we have chaos, even if some of that chaos is perceived. And chaos and a bad economy are a great recipe to get a president bounced. I know we all like to make fun of polls because they were all down last time. Sarah, there's not a single poll that has Donald Trump up. I mean, I'm looking at all of them right here. There hasn't been and there's not. What are we supposed to do about this?
3: Um, You know, it's it's hard to say, especially when you think about the fact that there's so much that's happened just since the beginning of the year. It's only June. It's only the beginning of June. We have until November. I keep thinking, what's going to happen next? What's the other shoe that's going to drop? That's going to create a problem for President Trump. But I, be, I I agree with you, and I believe that really it comes down to it's going to be the battle of who, which voting block is the least passionate. And we thought that we had lived through 2016 and seen which voting block was going to be the least passionate when you had the most unfavorable candidates, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. I think now we're really going to see which voting block is the least passionate because. For all the people who say Joe Biden cannot become president, how many of them are going to go to the polls in November if they are not passionate about where they're at, about the economy, about their jobs? It's going to be it's going to be tough to say. I think it's going to come down to the wire, and I think it's going to depend on what else happens this year because it's only June. We've got to, we've got to buckle up. We've got a long ride until November.
4: Sarah Gonzalez, host of the news and why it matters on Blaze TV. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. As you know, I'm not a huge dog person. I'll explain in a second. But I think I found one I really love. Hang on. I will be honest with you. This may be the angriest you're ever going to be at me. I'm not a dog person. Now, let me clarify. If I were to have a pet, it would be a dog. Clearly, dogs are the superior pet with the loyalty and the loving on you and all that other stuff. I'm just not a pet guy. And more than anything... It's because I'm a sociopath. I just don't need to feel love and affection because I don't feel any love or affection. I don't have what's called a heart or a soul. All that said, if I were to ever adopt a dog, it would definitely be this dog.
2: Justice, no peace. The police. peace.
1: The oh, what she doing? The
4: dogs trying
1: to attack her. The police! The police. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh! Oh!
4: That's wonderful. Alright, we got a special for you tomorrow. See you then. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's oh, bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey and I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint chew. Go put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint chew. It's tobacco free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse.
3: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.